Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Why we need all this firepower to protect it? Could be anything from a briefcase nuke to the original copy of the Constitution. But the one written in the Founding Fathers' blood. Right. We're like, uh... Bigfoot. I was thinking more like headpiece of the staff of Ra or uh, mm. Amelia Earhart, but alive. So, less you know, the better. True. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. This is Film Sack. Oh, sure. Welcome back to Film Sack. This is Film Sack, minding the very depths of film entertainment for all mankind, episode 514. My name is Scott Johnson, joined today by Brian, this four horsemen. Copy that mothership, done away. <laughs> I meant this is four horsemen. I screwed up and left the thing out. Anyway, go ahead there, Brian Dunaway. Hi, giddy up. Oh, hi. Uh, uh-oh, guys. It's not good. I just saw the boss carrying the undead queen's body down the Vegas Strip, minus her head. And I'm pretty sure he noticed the head thing. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. We shamble our undead decaying bodies over to the ill-kept casino hotel pool. Taking care not to make any contact with the boss. Looking at you, Bill. Nobody wants to be stared at with those dried up dangly balls of yours flopping around outside the eye socket. Gross. Plus, who are you even looking at? Is it me? Is it Bub? Oh, hi, Bub. Shh, shh, here he comes. Look natural. Uh, uh, okay, 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 he's gone, he's gone, he's gone. Dude, bub, do I hear you growling brains? Are you just trying to get us more undead? Not to mention, the 80s called, and they want their zombie tropes back. Anywho, man, you know you hear about decapitations, but you rarely see them. And, like, her whole head was just gone, and that is a shocking thing to see. But I gotta say, think the boss can make it work. No, no, hear me out. No head? No back talk. Am I right? Oh, oh, that's the line. That's where it is. Okay. And now I'm the bad guy. Look, I'm just saying some guys are into mermaids and that is all bottom half fish stuff and nobody judges those guys. Why can't the boss be into headless undead ladies? All right. All right. I'm hearing it. Take it back. Dried up bunch of prudes. Okay. 
Looks like the boss man has had another poolside meeting. Let's get over there and find out. Holy crap. Was she pregnant? What? Don't look at me, Bill. You know I would never touch the boss's wife. We were just friends. Not to mention, my junk fell off months ago. I cried for a week. Oh, you weren't looking at me? Seriously, man. Either get those balls clipped or shove them back into your sockets. Oh, wait. He's holding up his undead fetus like Simba in that movie Lion King. Nah, Saganya. Baba Kim. Oh, what? It's a circle of life. Okay, okay. Now he's headed over this way. Great. Randy, stall him with a story about that one time you had a job cleaning pools in Vegas. I think I can climb those freight boxes with the proper motivation. Woohoo! <laughs> hilarious if you predicted his thing about the pool job. What pool is that supposed to be? Could you tell? Was that a famous pool or like a thing I should no, know? I think it was a made up. Uh, it wasn't one that I recognized. There's a few places on the strip I haven't stayed, but. Uh, I didn't recognize that. It was supposed yeah. to be right. It was supposed to be in the Olympus, and I the looked Olympus. up. And oh, see it, right? was it just yeah. the Olympus? Okay. Yeah, the Olympus the is a fake. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah. They, I love a fake casino. We'll get to all that in a second. With us also yeah. today, Randy Container Park done got a lot bigger. Jordan, Aloha, Scott, Brian, Brian. <clears throat> this X-ray Niner Alpha. We are clear a base with the package convoy underway. Over. What are we hauling? I don't know. Jackson, what's our cargo? Jackson doesn't know either, but I'm the wise guy of this unit, so I've got some pretty good ideas of what it might be. We might be hauling one of the following six things. Number one, the Colonel's actual original recipe written on black paper in hairs from his goatee. Number two, it might be the lost 13th and 14th steps that make 12-step programs work. Number three. I think it's raw milk that's legal for sale. That's right. You heard me. Number four. It's footage of a UFO that isn't easily explained by every camera expert on the internet. Number five. It might be helicopter parts that you can set on fire and destroy and then fix to working condition in like 15 minutes so the helicopter can immediately fly crazy stunts. Or, or number six, we've been talking about this, it might be explosives that you can detonate a few feet down a hallway without wearing ear protection. Mm. <laughs> Hang on. Jackson just crawled back into the cargo compartment to get a look. You okay back there, buddy? <laughs> oh, oh, you're back. Oh, hey. I'm trying to drive, Jack Jackson. Why are you kissing my neck? We're on duty. Oh, mm. that's nice. Crap, I'm still on the radio. In transmission. Mm. You had me at ooh, that's I love nice. the UFO stuff. Yeah, I like that. Rip from the headlines. Uh, there were UFOs in that scene where he went over the hill, which we we'll get to that too. And also the robots. There's some weird shit in this movie. There's some weird shit. Yeah. Finally, Brian. Hey, I think I found a load of covers of classic songs you could use. Ibit. <laughs> you did. Uh, hi, hi there, uh, Mr. Zombie. Excuse me, Ms. Mr. Zombie, sir. Hi. Uh, hey, how long are you going to be in town? Uh, are you wanting to see any shows while you're here? Maybe go to a club? No, no, don't walk away. Dude, okay. I've got a really exciting opportunity for you. Look, you're here. You're looking for brains to eat. Sorry, Brian. But see, you really <laughs> want the deluxe Vegas experience. Am I right? Why just eat brains when you can eat brains served to you by some of television's greatest celebrity chefs? Maybe a show? There are 37 Cirque du Soleil shows here in Vegas, and you can see any one. Oh, the Alpha Zombies are all former Cirque uh, performers. Okay, scratch that. Uh, magic! Magic! Yes, there are magic shows here, like Siegfried and Roy and their amazing white tie. Oh, yeah, it's right over there, isn't it? Okay, no problem. I see you're here with your lovely wife, and you're... Oh, 
Oh, you're expecting? All right. If you have a spare three hours, I've got an amazing opportunity for you. Can you say timeshare? Oh, you can't? Okay, I got nothing. Just go ahead and eat me. Fine, go ahead and eat me. Wait, where are you going? What, Vegas timeshare salesman not good enough for you? <laughs> the answer is always yes to that question, by the way. They're never good enough for anyone. Uh, well, there you have it. Oh, my gosh. We did a thing here on the show, which is now, uh, I guess, an official record. Because um, even if you you could sort of count uh, Force Awakens, which we all talked about the weekend it came out. But we didn't do a real episode. It was more like a hangout and review Star Wars and its big comeback form. This is the closest we've been from release to sack in its full in the history of the show. So congratulations, yeah. everyone. We did it. Army we did it. We done did we it. We did it. We did it. Uh, probably the perfect time they for that. Actually, it couldn't be done, and yeah. we did. It. <laughs> but there's there's probably more uh, opportunity like this because you know the the way the world works right now. A lot of the stuff's coming to streaming day and date. Uh, sometimes at the same time it's in theaters, which this movie qualifies as that. And uh, the more that happens, the more opportunities we might have. So you know, stay tuned. But Army of the Dead seemed perfect. Uh, for what we do here, and I'm here to tell you, I think it was. I think it was exactly what we should have done. Yeah. We've done a great service to our community and <laughs> to the world. Uh, Zack yeah, Snyder's Army yeah. of the Dead, available on Netflix right now and also in theaters, and currently the record holder for 2021's box office haul um, as of yesterday. Oh. So it's doing good, um, although it's not number one on Netflix. Number one is some kids' movie. Uh, oh, it was number one on my Netflix all week. Every day I checked oh, Netflix. Weird. It, it may be jumping around. Army of the Dead was number one. I wonder if that changes. See, I never know when that algorithm is talking. Were you looking at the regional? Because they, they do the regional charts and then they do the national charts. I wonder if you were looking at uh I'm looking at the one that just says one through ten and they always say yeah. top. Yeah, that's why I looked at it too. Yeah. I don't think it was number one every time. But it I may have changed wrong. around. I don't know. But I didn't pay that much attention. I think that's really curated. We're talking about a, a curated thing in every line on Netflix. Like mm-hmm. everything except maybe your list that you've saved. You yeah, know? I'm looking at it right now. Uh, there's, there's some algorithms working on you. <laughs> um, so right now, okay, now it's switching around. Right now, uh, Lucifer and its new season is number one. Number two, uh, Home, DreamWorks Home, uh, that's the one with like uh, Sheldon in it. It's an animated deal from DreamWorks. And then three, Dog Gone Trouble, another animated Netflix original. And then Army of the Dead. Last night it was number two. And then during the week it was yeah. number one. I think, I, who knows, dude? I, think, I can't trust yeah, I this. I think mine, cha- my, my, mine says top 10 in the U.S. today. Uh, and then it lists like like what you just said, add the same. Yeah, mine says listing. top 10 US as well. I, who knows, though? I don't and trust anything as, on the internet. As much as we're celebrating doing this very quickly, the movie has been available on Netflix for eight days now. And I'll right. bet you it, this is a really front-loaded watch. I'll bet you. Oh, yeah. Everybody's waiting for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of people mm-hmm. watched it last weekend. And, you know, like, uh, there's still going to be a big number every day for a while. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, like any other movie release, you know, it's the it's the first three days that really count. Yeah, for sure. And it and it, you know, we were going to we would have probably actually done it sooner, except we had a trip out of town last week for a couple of us. So things got delayed. But mm-hmm. but here we are. We finally got to it. We got to Vegas. There's all sorts of undead there. Zack Snyder coming off of his uh, his cut. He just finished his cut. See, so he's off over here. Yeah. yeah. Does he even the, cut, though? Does huh? he cut, bro? I don't know. if he cuts, bro. <laughs> I don't know. He's a cutter, uh, but he he came over here and he and he said, "Hey, uh, what if I went back to some of my roots?" 2004's Dawn of the Dead. Oh, oh why is that playing? Holy shit! 
<laughs> Take two. I don't know why that was Scott playing. Johnson cut. I don't know what happened there. Um, <laughs> that seriously, it just launched and started playing. That was weird. Uh, but anyway, he, uh, t- that movie's awesome. Dawn of the Dead remake is still my favorite Zack Snyder movie. Um, yeah, this is not anywhere near that in terms of quality, in my opinion. But but it's fun to see him oh. return to some of those, Baruch. You know, it's like, uh, hey, zombies, remember those and stuff? And the difference here is it's, you know, this is not a George Romero deal joint mm-hmm. or remake right. um it's not even connected in any way but boy some no. of these zombies look like they were from those like 80s looking zombie movies yeah i mean that you, you zombies are a thing that looks wise don't really change you know we can add all these new powers or mm-hmm. uh requirements or lore or like oh now they have a queen and now they're like alpha zombies and these other pleb zombies and, and things like that uh, they're pretty much decaying flesh right i mean right yeah how far L- can looks you wise, shredded clothing uh yeah but, uh, but, uh, but i'm bathed in weeks i will say i think that say walking dead has better makeup people and better effects people when it comes to mm. zombies i thought yeah. these guys look like but, a bunch of people doing modern dance you know i think that's okay because i think uh that may have been this is all speculation but i think the fact that uh snyder went with these lenses he bought off ebay yes the dream lenses yeah yeah, these dream lenses that you know have a very very short focal length which makes everything blurry on the outside really helps a lot because you can you don't have to dress up as much in the background with zombies. No, I, I'm sorry. There were a lot of digital after effects depth of field in this movie. They, like, yes, there were a lot of shots that were that had a really long depth of field, but there was a lot of it done digitally. I I got into the bad habit of looking at the women's hair whenever they were in focus, and the background was so blurry that mm-hmm. it could have been it could have been the you know the los angeles streets you know? yeah. it probably was yeah i think that that was what was kind of bothering me i was uh, i'm one who's always looking in the whenever there's a movie like set in vegas or someplace i'm really familiar <laughs> with let's face it vegas mm-hmm. um i'm looking in the background to see okay where are they supposed to be at is that the right hotel that should be next to that hotel mm-hmm. um, and they didn't shoot in vegas so that would well, even yes, more reason. Like if you watch the uh, the making of afterwards, this is twenty minute little documentary about how they made it. Boy, did they shoot in Vegas? They they held up mm. traffic in Las Vegas to get hmm. all kinds of these scanner shots for hours and days, mm-hmm. where they oh, really? you know they reconstructed a three D Las Vegas in a computer. My they, my they problem wasn't so much that the because I thought the strip and the surrounding areas of the strip you know like vegas central looked like about right they got they got a lot of the geography right but where they where i was my head was kind of screwed up was the sprawling neighborhoods and other districts <laughs> yes. and things yeah. that are all around vegas it's just as if they just yeah. ignored all that it's just not yeah there. exactly it's like uh in the opening the very opening scene pre-credits opening scene the zombie steps up on the mountain looks and sees the vegas strip and all of these neighborhoods and lights between him and yeah. there yeah it's a huge and scene. then the the next shot of vegas it is like uh, they ripped up the strip and dropped it in the into the middle of the uh, the salt flats. It or was something. very self-contained. You're right, and also the yeah. angle that they came at that was all wrong. There's no way yeah. they were transporting yeah. that thing on some highway behind there. There's no highway back there <laughs> on that side well, of the strip. And as, then walking as up someone, to the edge. as someone who has never been to Vegas, 
I didn't know what he did. Well, of course not. Because, you know, if you don't know, yeah. then it's, it works. And that's yeah. what they're counting on. And it's fine. It's like 90% of hand-waving in movies. It's like, ah, people don't know computers, so we'll do this hacker scene, and everyone will think it's fine. Because they don't know, because they're not all hackers. But there's always somebody who notices. Right. In a movie like this, though, it was really hard for me not to notice some of that stuff. But in the city proper, the digital sort of recreation, everything outside of this Olympus casino that doesn't exist, mm-hmm. it looked pretty pretty dead on to me. You know, yeah. most of that looked like oh, yeah. uh, Vegas. I was in there. And I love that. Let, let me get this out mm-hmm. right now. My favorite uh, apocalyptic destroyed human center is Vegas. I love that concept. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Fallout yeah. New Vegas is my favorite Fallout game. I love uh, The Stand for mostly that reason. I've read The Stand five times because they end up in Vegas so much. And I love it as a construct for that. So yeah, yeah. Blade, Blade Runner 2049. Oh, right? yeah, another great like, one. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I, I was I was like freaked out. I'm watching that movie and suddenly they're going to Vegas. I'm like, what? Yeah. That is such a detour. Mm-hmm. But then they got there and I'm like, oh, this is cool. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a really good idea because I mean, there's there's no city that's more bright and alive than right. Vegas, and when it's and when you, it is when it is dead, it's like wow, yeah, what it gives you so many opportunities for environmental zombie interaction, right. having um, the slot machines and stuff that can fall over or explode or. Uh, uh, Paris, you know, Eiffel Tower landing on a pile of zombies, things like that. Right. It just gives you, it gives you a lot of environmental effects that you can play with. Yeah, just a fun. You can have so, you can have uh, Zeus stand on top of a uh, the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's right. amazing. Yes. That looked really cool. And apparently, yeah. he can climb this unbelievable thing. <laughs> I know, but he can't climb over some container boxes. Well, okay. so okay. so it's one of the core. It's one of the core conceits of this particular zombie movie. They've got their shamblers, and they've so it's classes. Right. Uh, and and some yeah. zombie movies do this. I'm not always cool with this. Um, I kind of like the arcade style of this movie in the sense that I couldn't take anything too seriously. So I had fun with these tropes. But we got the alphas and we got the shamblers. The shamblers are dumb and just wander around and die in the sun. And the alphas can do freaking parkour until their hearts give out. Like (laughs) you just reminded you just reminded me of one of the things I hate the most about Zack Snyder stories. And I, I'm, I'm not going to spend this whole podcast ragging on Zack Snyder. This is a fun film. Mm. I enjoyed the movie. Mm. I think, uh, you know, I would have rather pretty much anybody make it. Like I could have, <laughs> I could have, I think it could have benefited from literally any other filmmaker. Mm. But uh, I, th- but it's fine. It was, it was fun. It was, ex- it was very exciting. It was the, it was a good runtime. I think I've seen a lot of people mm. who say it's too long. I think it was fine. I could have gone longer. But, but as a storyteller, this guy. Jesus, Zack Snyder, like you're just—he's just bad, you know. Like he's, he's bad. They, okay, they, when they first when we got our crew together and they first go inside the zombie zone, right? Mm-hmm. They yeah. first yeah. get in there. 50, Fifty-two minutes into the film, my they've eye. established they've established an expert on what's going on in there, and she says, "Hey, see all these piles of of zombie corpses." Well, it's because we're in the desert, they eventually dry out later in the movie. You see ample evidence that zombies are filled with explosive blood, but never mind that these ones, they dry out. You should see it when it rains and they all start moving again. And then, you know what never happened to the rest of the movie, (laughs) right? Yeah. Yeah. I was really waiting. I was thinking, oh, that's totally foreshadowing. All right. Right. We're going to, you know, get a Bellagio water explosion that's going to re- revive all the uh that's on my list of buckets, grab a bucket. this, 
It's on, right. it's on my and, list of buckets. That and the and the dude that left early from the YouTube guy, and he couldn't understand why he left. And I remember thinking, well, why? Yeah, yeah. I kept going. Oh, he's going to betray everybody. He's going to go totally tattled. Yeah, right. They never did now, do that. Uh, with that, with that being said, it's kind of like a Michael Bay movie. At this point, you've seen so much Zack Snyder. If you come into a Zack Snyder film and expect anything other than. Zack Snyder, you might as well just, you know, yeah, that's on you. I'll, I'll tell that's you what, though. I'll tell you what. So, okay, James Gunn wrote the original Dawn of the Dead remake, the 2004 one he directed. And James right. Gunn did a, did a killer job. There's a really, it's a really funny juxtaposition of James Gunn in this film because James Gunn was asked to write this one as well. He turned it down because he was busy with the new Suicide Squad. That also includes uh, Dave Bautista yeah. not taking yep. the Suicide Squad gig and doing this instead. He was going to play a character there. Um, so there's all kinds of back and forth, but those guys are longtime collaborators. And I think James Gunn wrote a better, it was a remake, so, you know, maybe better source material, but wrote a better zomber, zombie movie in that. Zomber. And <laughs> Zack Snyder's just not as good of a writer. I think Zack Snyder can do some uh, badass oh. shit with like visuals yeah. and style when it's not his writing. And that would include 300. I would, I would put in Watchmen in there. I would put in a few others. Yes. But when he goes and does it on his very own, it, yeah. I, I'm, I'm with Randy a, I'm, that he's not a great writer for sure. And I, not, I agree. There's as far as characters go, he's not good at it. He's he just he just paints with big, you know, broad yes, big, strokes. Right. But that's fine. That's because when I watch a Zack Snyder film, I'm there for the visual spectacle. You know, it's like give me something that I've never seen before. Oh wow, zombies in daylight, just hardcore neon colors. I mean. That opening scene and, and the whole, you know, okay, so there's a whole opening scene that is full of chaos and just all this neon like you would you, expect to see in are Vegas. Are you talking about the credits or post Yeah, the, op- the opening credits. Yeah, the, yeah, opening the, credits. the credits, yeah. And yeah, that was great because I had that. Um, what's this? Which song did they play there? Now I'm forgetting them. Viva Las Vegas. Vegas. Yeah, yeah. Richard Cheese and Allison Crow. <laughs> and right. let me just let me just say this right now. So you got Richard Cheese, who's been a guest on my show, mm-hmm. and we'll, we won't even bring up the thing in, in Vegas. No. So is it Dick uh, Cheese? Yeah, Dick, is that? Dick Cheese. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, Allison Crow, who's been an interview on Coverville, and no. uh, Danielle Brugio, who was our guest on America's Next Stop Podcaster as our nice. uh, interview guest. So that that opening credit sequence has three Coverville connections right there. Yeah, in one pretty awesome. Place. She. So wait, she's yeah. the one that got smushed by the container, right? She's the one that got smushed by the container yeah with the, the grabbing her daughter and that was awesome tiger. And she's the one in the you know that you see beforehand when they're doing the weird thing in the credits that i kind of liked but i wanted more of which is you see them fighting zombies but then it's like they're standing in front of a portrait screen holding yeah, a yeah. photo of what they were in their previous previous yeah. to zombie hunting life yeah and I, she's a I soccer mom yeah soccer but i wanted, I I wanted more of it or i wanted something like yeah they this did is, it for four people and it was like okay what you know this is very I'm, much a Zack snyder thing and i this is one of my yeah. favorite things about him his his intro uh, uh sorry his opening credit sequences in all his movies are some yeah. of my favorite things and most memorable things the watchman intro with that yes uh, yeah, times they are a change yeah, yeah that that song while it's that crazy i mean it's slow-mo so big shock from Zack snyder but yeah. <laughs> that that is such a cool juxtaposition of of music and film and tone and the opening of that movie is almost perfect. I freaking love it. I thought this yeah. was really great for similar reasons and some of that stuff where they're like suddenly taking pictures over backdrops with a photo of mm-hmm. what they used to be mm-hmm. is great world building, character building, 
and then why it's a good setup? He, yeah, then he just gave that stuff up, and we were just left with whatever, and it's fine. But right, right, you know, like the mom played by the lady you mentioned, she was awesome. She was our favorite. She was my favorite guest you had on this season or any season. I thought she was she awesome. was great. Yeah, um, she. We got kind of a whole, a whole story of her in very brief moments, and it was mm-hmm. great. Yeah, but, it was really good. And then yeah, she died, Zach and Snyder I was like, shines. well, shit, I'm not going to know her anymore. Yeah, Zack Snyder really shines when he doesn't have a lot to do. When when it's not – a scene doesn't require that he – uh, you know, direct uh, a lot of weird, wacky stuff. Like when the the, the opening sequence with the you know with the convoy that mm-hmm. gets gets hit by a, <laughs> a car where a guy is uh, driving, receiving, driving, receiving, yes, driving right. while orgasm. You think he, um, you think he's okay? How about his penis? <laughs> you think it's no, but, definitely not. I think that's okay. <laughs> she bit but it like off. the the wrecks and the and the mayhem that happened there is small. Yeah. It's right, like you have. You have some explosions with, where you've you know loaded up those vehicles with gasoline bombs, mm-hmm. and then you have the after the immediate aftermath of that, which is really only two guys, and they're sort of like just running across the desert, right? Yeah. yeah. I thought, mm-hmm. man, this is really good filmmaking, Zack Snyder. You know, like the movie's starting, and I'm like, Zack Snyder, where were you mm-hmm. for your Snyder cut? Jeez, this is really like these guys are you know like I, I can see them clearly, I can hear them clearly. Mm-hmm. That you've not gone and CGI'd out a bunch of stuff and made me wonder what you're hiding from me. Like, there's other scenes in this movie that are like that. Scenes in a hallway where Dave Bautista is just talking about his food truck idea. You know, yeah. And and I'm I'm just like, man, Zack Snyder knows how to. To shoot this stuff, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like there's some good parts there's of this moments. Movie. Yeah, I wish it was more of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Some of that stuff's pretty good, and and it, but again, it just feels like it stops too quickly, or a zombie yells before the daughter or father bond is fixed, or you know, I don't know. There's some disjointedness here that just doesn't work if you're looking for really great storytelling. But what you uh-huh. do get is a big ass violent arcade gore fest. Yeah, and that's what I was in for, and I enjoyed yeah. it on that level. A lot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I wasn't really looking for any more than that. Now, where I'm unsure to feel or how to feel is noticing toward the end of the film myself and then looking it up and then finding out there's a hundred of these references. There's robot zombies in this movie. Okay. Right. And, well, hold yeah. on. No, I, 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 I went way far on this. I read oh, everything that everybody said about this. And there are there are not necessarily robot zombies in this film. There is a mystery in this film that they they deliberately put out in front of you for you to catch and question but they have there is absolutely nothing said by any of the filmmakers well zach snyder says here's what zach snyder said zach snyder said we we put these in because we want you to wonder are there robot zombies are these plants from the government keeping track of things what are these why are those two ufos floating above vegas before all this goes down like there's there's a they've inserted a bunch of weird shit that they don't so wanna, you know they haven't given us exact answers on you're right Randy but they are they put them in there those I are metal really, faces really, with really, eye glowing blue eyes and you know yeah I I'd just like to explain what I saw and ask you guys if you saw the same thing okay so this is like the just base most basic in, in explanation I've got uh, at the start of the film there is allegedly one zombie in this in this universe there's right. one and the and government he's, and he's is, mili- he's military. From the yeah. from the from his presentation shortcut, mm-hmm. you know, we assume so. Yeah, right. military know. pants. Yeah. Right. So, so we can make some assumptions about how he got to be a zombie, right? And and we can definitely ask some questions about how bad the military is in this movie. <laughs> right. But, but 
like the the most basic answer anyone's going to arrive at is always the whole zombie virus came from outer space. That's just something that everybody always goes to. Mm, right. It fell it fell from the sky and we have a zombie, right? And, and they were and, saying to come out of Area 51, or they implied right. it. Yeah, they implied right. that they were just leaving Area 51 and for some reason headed uh, really, really close to Vegas. Like they just drove straight to Vegas with their zombie. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, okay. And there, and and as we get into the city later, we find out, oh, there's two general kinds of zombies, right? The shamblers that are your typical ones, and then these alphas who have all kinds of zombie magic. Yeah. And we don't care. as a, As an audience, we don't really care we don't need the movie to explain zombie magic because it's just supposed to be thrilling and scary yeah right? if you, okay. and if you played left for dead you understand class zombie classes mm-hmm. they exist mm-hmm. you know you got a fat yeah, one that I'm explodes try- you got the fast yeah. one that jumps on yeah. you you know and, all that. and I'm, try- I'm gonna try to speed up here so the alphas zombies there's a small number of them they're making each other they're making more somehow we don't care how they're they have two leaders they have a king and a queen zombie and uh, she, you know, she is, uh, she is constantly doing yoga. <laughs> I don't know. She is. Yeah. Yeah. She does wild pose. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, the husband zombie, the husband zombie looks like Fred Willard. I'm sorry. It's, it's like, okay. I'm getting off track, getting off track. Anyway, King and Queen Zombie are the leaders that we're supposed to like be slowly uncovering a mystery about what the, the hell's going on for them. Yeah. But we see them interacting and relating. They're like people. Uh, unlike a, a lot of other zombie stories, there's something here where they have relationships, they have feelings, they cry. Like there's all kinds of things. So, by the way, sorry if this is uh, spoiling this movie for you, but oh, yeah, if you've, if, yeah, if you're listening to this and you haven't seen the movie that just came out a week ago, you're, you're crazy. <laughs> yeah, you should right. do that. But anyway, uh, uh, you know, we have a bad guy. Of course, every group, every group of mercenaries has a, a, a stand-in that nobody likes and does, and questions, and he's a bad guy. And the bad guy uh, cuts the head off the queen, right? Uh, because he he figures, yeah, he figures that's really really valuable. And and now we've activated the anger of the king, who comes out, reaches into the queen's lifeless body. And pulls out a fetus that she was carrying. Yeah, blue. But fetus. by the way, she was lifeless before. Uh, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but anyway, go ahead. Go ahead. He goes. He goes back to his <laughs> council of alphas. Yeah. And pulls this fetus out and holds it up, and it's bright blue. It is alien. It is clearly we we are being told by this movie's visuals. This is an alien species mm. that uh, is what happens. It could have just been like you know the lack of air, oxygen, blue right. kind of it thing. It is glowing with light, alien light, and All it right, looks okay. like a little alien. Like mm. that's the that's the story we're being told. Mm. Now, okay, uh, have you seen a fetus baby? They look like aliens. To, <laughs> feel free to like feel free to disagree with me when when I'm done here. But he pulls the fetus out. It's growing bl- bright blue like an alien, and that tells me that we have we now have a third generation we have the shamblers we have the alphas and when the alphas breed they're they're making this alien thing because again the zombie virus came from space mm-hmm. so now uh he holds it up it's glowing bright blue it dies finally it was apparently somehow living and it dies and it turns into you know basically a lifeless uh, dark thing mm-hmm. and then of course he cries Anyway, that that whole thing at, when they the camera pulls back and he's screaming and everybody in the in the pool room is screaming. You see, there are other alphas that have blue light shooting out of their eyes. 
they have that alien feature inside them already, uh, you know, some somehow. And then later, some of those get killed. That's the end of that that whole that whole mystery. We see we see them like in the casino floor. They get killed, and there's like a, a explosion of their head, and whatever's inside their head is this like blue metallic, you know, weird thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. But that, that's supposed to all be connected. Really, right? really resisting, not singing what's in your head. What's in your head. Okay. Go ahead. Right. Please which, is a, which is also in the movie, right? Yes, it yeah. is. Yeah. Yes. All right. So, so, so it's not like, going. like when you say just, when you just say robots, I think you don't do the story. Justice, okay. But there right? is a point. What I'm saying is there are scenes where they're shooting it and the bullets ricochet through the flesh outer shell. Very, very ter- Terminator like, by the way. Uh, and reflect uh, and, and these bullets are flying off and making sounds and sparks off of like chrome faces. And and if you slow them down at all, you see it very clearly. They've got these glowing, you know, uh, LED looking eyes. There are robot dudes in there. I mean, here, here's his actual quote is what he said. He said this. Um, I had the idea from the very beginning that these zombies were going to embody an evolution, that they were on their way to becoming something else, not stagnant like zombies were used to. It was a way to make them fresh, still delivering the zombie cannon in some ways. I really wanted this sort of weird ambiguity to their origins, which, of course, we'll explore in the animated series Army of the Dead Lost Vegas, which is coming, I guess. Oh. Uh, he also said, and without giving too much away, if you pay close attention, and this is him offering this up. If you pay, pay close attention, there's a number of zombies that are clearly not zombies. You will see zombies and then you will see some robot zombies. These are monitor or are they monitors that the government has placed among the zombies to monitor them? Are they technology from another world? What's happening there? Unquote. So he even confirms oh, like these this. are robot zombies. If, but we don't know why. If a zombie bites one of the animatronic Caesars uh, characters <laughs> right? yeah. in the in the forum hall or yeah. forum mall, could that animatronic Caesar then turn into a zombie? Whoa! See, this—that's the question we what, need to explore. Yeah. See, this is what this is what <laughs> this what this is what works well for what he's doing. He's world building, which I think he's pretty good at. Yeah. Uh, as far as character writing. Maybe not so great. Visually, he's a very good uh, world world builder for visually, sure. Visually, he's yeah. he's yes. amazing. Yeah, and so, but some also listen. He has just inspired us to talk about all of these possibilities of taking zombies beyond just the undead. Right. That's pretty amazing to to inspire others. Is yeah, and, basically what you're trying to do when you're creating art. And you do a zombie movie, you feel like you do have to add something new to it your own uh, vegas is obviously vegas is one of the new things here but then you've also got to give them uh that you hibernate them for some right. reason in weird in weird uh, i like the poses. subway mm-hmm. hibernation where it's like they all think they're still in the subway i like how that's going on <laughs> right. now another note is he's obviously got plans for an extended universe there is a prequel film yeah. that's coming to netflix soon i don't know the name of it but it's the deeter the thief uh deeter, deeter. i think it's called thieves or something anyway uh, Army of Thieves. Army of Thieves. It's so yes. it's all just about him <laughs> safe cracking doing heist and shit. Let's, so let's go through. Let's go through this cast, man. Uh, you know, like, like, let, I want to start. Let, let's start with Dieter M- M- Matthias uh, Schweigoffer. That guy was amazing. He was great. He's great. Yeah. yeah, I like him. A lot. I when you first see him, I swear to God, I looked up to see if it was the same guy who was the uh, the deaf yeah, you sent musician that, from uh, Fifth yeah. Element. Just oh <laughs> same, yeah, same goofy curly hair and yeah. uh, not but that guy's enough, way older yeah. than Dieter. Yeah, 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 yeah way right. older. Yes, the yeah. Schweigoffer would have been like fifteen when <laughs> right. he was made. Yes, right. Yeah, that dude's buff though. As much as they played him like the nerd, he had some. Yeah. he had some guns. 
but yeah, he's great. He cracked me up the whole time. I'm all yeah. for funny yeah. German actors. And every time he screamed, I just thought, oh, it's like me playing Resident Evil. That's freaking great. <laughs> so yeah, he's he's great. And I like that he's getting a spinoff film for some reason. It might be uh-huh. shit, but I'm still... Deserves it. I'm still... Uh, Hiroyuki Sonata. Oh, as he's always the, great. Yeah. As the rich guy. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, he's uh, a Bly, scorpion. Bly Tanaka is yeah. the name of the character. He's a yeah. sc- he's scorpion. good. Yeah, he's always good. Always Scorpion good. in the new uh, the new Mortal Kombat movie, he's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and was in uh, Wolverine. Uh, and, the and Wolverine, game, right? He was Wolverine. in Wolverine. He was in uh, uh, Sunshine, which we saw recently. Yeah. He was the captain. Yeah, about about five months ago, we saw yeah. Sunshine. It's great Seems in that. More recent. Yeah, name anything he's in. Westworld, all of it. Name something he's in where he doesn't elevate the material, and uh-huh. I defy you to find it. You can't. Can't do oh, it. Uh, yeah. Speed Racer when he was Mr. Musha. I mean, that, that thing was already way up too high for him to, uh, to even try. There's no, to, room, no yeah. room to go up from there. Was yeah. the- <clears throat> you know what? I'm not sure we've had a more contentious film than that one from people who keep writing in even now saying, you guys are all really? wrong in that movie. This is the greatest movie. I love that movie. Of all things to, of yeah. all hills yeah, to, to die Yeah, to plant your flag. Yeah, yeah. it's like, yeah. this is it. Yeah, people, people think it's uh, some sort of classic. It's a John Goodman. Right, he's in that. Yeah, but that's not. I don't think that's yeah. why. <laughs> I don't think John Goodman. Is their <laughs> that's own not reason. their exhibit A in no. their defense. No, they just think it's <laughs> endle- like the words used for me or for, by people to me have been endlessly rewatchable, which I completely disagree with. Wow. But whatever. Yeah. Whatever, man. I believe it's uh, endless. Yeah, it, feel, <laughs> it feels that way. It does does feel endless? Um, well, anyway, I, I tell you, I I would be I'd be curious if the people who like Speed Racer also like alita battle angel because hmm. i love i love that film and i can watch that film over and over again the speed racer is okay but i, I never I did got, see it you know, i got lines to draw i think fe- that felt like a movie we were going to do here so i held off you know yeah have you never seen uh-huh. it no yeah no i haven't alita? seen it either for it's that, all for that you should definitely reason see it because i yeah same things like oh it's we'll good. watch this for, for film even so. when it hit theaters i was like oh big anime eye action girl we're mm-hmm. doing this for film sack. I will wait, but 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 Dunaway waits for no man. He watches all. Men. No, <laughs> I must consume it. No, he rewatches for all men. That's what you do. Uh, hey, do you notice Anna de la Gurgurga was the little nun lady from Nacho Gurgurga? Libre? Yeah. She's the Nacho Libre nun, which is pretty. Oh, fun. I know her as uh, as the bad uh, council person in uh, Goliath. Oh, oh, Goliath, the Billy Bob Thornton, right. Billy yeah. Bob Thornton yeah. thing, yeah. I forgot about that. She's great in that. She's like his main recurring enemy in that uh, uh, in that show. Yeah, or frenemy sometimes. Yeah, I I frenemy. thought of I thought of Nacho Libre every time. Yeah, she was on the <laughs> really. <screen. laughs> I did too. I couldn't help it. That's all I could. She's think just of. so funny in Nacho Libre because she's so like innocent and pure. Yeah, yeah. No, she's great. Uh, she's it. great. Um, you know who's a bad good guy mm. or a good a good bad guy? Excuse me, Theo uh, Theo Rossi. Oh yeah, yeah, that guy in this film. But I was so, so disappointed that he didn't like. Oh, he just, yeah. he's he's a security guard. End. Security he's the guard. Concentration yeah. uh, oh, okay. uh, Concentration camp police. Rapist. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Rapist. Police. Right. <laughs> I mean, I'm um, not laughing at the term rape, everybody. I'm just saying this guy. No, is I know. The but cheesiest. But yeah. <laughs> For that to be the the second descriptor word that comes out. Uh, yeah, he's really right. something. I wish. I wish the movie could have taken as much time with all of these side characters as it, as it did with his, like it had to, it had to explain to you why we want to see Bert 
get killed and turned and then we're excited to see him later as a zombie right it gives us it gives us that story and i just wish it could have done that for everybody because the movie has a uh team building montage right (laughs) where where uh, two people it's always two people travel the world to put their team together right and we we just saw this in expendables three right and uh that montage is beautiful i loved it but it was like, it like did no service to some of the characters where they're just like, oh, yeah, this is the weirdo who makes YouTube videos. Check on to the next one. And right. Like, slow right. slow yeah. down. Yeah. Let me find also, out about this character. By the way, YouTube's content restrictions sure got laxed for this guy. He, he, he yeah. could shoot, uh, <laughs> shoot stuff right. right in the head and get a bunch of likes and I, pull it down. I That's guess amazing. when we have a zombie apocalypse, I guess they'll lighten up all bets are off yeah. right. by the way that that character is named mikey and uh it's played brilliantly by raul castillo uh raul is a contemporary of mine we grew up a few miles apart in the lower rio grande valley oh, that's and cool. uh and and he uh i've been following his career because he uh he's a lot older than you might guess um he like in this movie he looks like he's 29 yeah, he's born yeah, in '77. He's, 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 he's yeah, he's in his forties. He looks really young for his age. Wow, yeah, he does. Everybody in this thing is ripped. I, the guy that impressed me the most, I think, is Omari Hardwick, who played Vanderho. Yeah, with that Jordan B. Peterson look, dude. Just a Jordan B. Uh, Peterson? No, no, no. Uh, jo- uh, Michael R. Jordan. Mark Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> What's the look? What's Michael the guy? Michael B. Jordan. Michael, Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. who you're thinking of, Michael I believe. B. Jordan. Right? Uh, like the whole movie, I had I think this guy up because I'm like, yeah. this is he's a ripped, to be this guy. he's a monster, just a ripped dude, and yeah. I really found him. He's the one at the very end who's like on the plane and going to be your last. You know, he's your sequel connection. But I wanted, I, I wasn't sure if I wanted to, him to be the zombie on the plane or if I wanted him to be the zombie on the ground. And I was also trying to figure out, was it supposed to be. You know, is it supposed to be a uh, drop to something that's supposed to happen later? If this is supposed to be a prequel to something? They're absolutely setting it up for more movies. I I can't believe this. I just looked up the ages of Omari Hardwick and Michael B. Jordan, and I don't believe it. (laughs) I don't believe it. (laughs) They share the same birthday or what? No. Michael B. Jordan's Omari Hardwick is 13 years older than Michael B. Jordan. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Good Lord. Uh, How is that possible? I would yeah. have guessed because, like, you saw Black Panther. Michael B. Jordan yeah. looks older than this guy. Yeah, he's only four does, years. He's four years uh, younger than us. Than me and Ibit. how does how yeah. does Zack Snyder do this? How does he make <laughs> these people in their forties look like they're in their twenties? I don't what know. Is that? I don't know. I mean, look, Hiroi Sonata, or however you say his name, was born in nineteen sixty. Dude is sixty years old. I'm sorry, that dude does yeah, not look you, sixty. If you had wow. asked me just a Five seconds ago, I would have said, I, I guess he was about 42, 44. Yeah. And now Tig Notaro, I think she looks about 60. And she's, I, only, she's actually a little younger than that, my friend. I know. She's, she's, barely, she's, 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 she's 50. She's barely 50. She's barely 50. Yeah. So I, I guess what I'm saying is we're all different. By hey, the way, yeah. we haven't talked about Tig Notaro yet, but I, since I didn't hear, I didn't read anything before the film, I didn't know anything about the film. I wanted to go in as fresh as possible, and I had no idea that her character was pretty much shot independently of everything else. Right. I thought yeah. she was no, right entirely. along with everybody else. Entirely, because they, they had filmed everything already with uh They Christalia. did one uh, – they had her partner up with um, a nun lady. Uh, oh, oh, who right. were just talking about? Anna. On the roof, uh, right? Anna Regera, Anna de Regera. Yeah. 
they had the the two of them pair up for a couple scenes that they reshot, but yeah, for the most part, her in front of a green screen with an acting partner to run lines by her. Yeah, and the rumor or the rumor, the talk is that her and Dave Batista still have never met in person. They don't know. <laughs> really? Yeah. Right. Oh yeah, right. she was on uh, uh, one of the late shows. She was on Colbert or whatever. And and she had this whole she has this whole bit now that she does about finding out via Twitter <laughs> that she's uh, in, in a trailer for this movie. Like yeah. she had obviously she knew she had worked on the movie and she has this whole story about what it was like to act alone with mm-hmm. nothing but green around her and being told where to look. Yeah. But uh she has this whole, this bit about how uh, there's all these people that she's in a movie with and she's never actually met them and been in the same place. <laughs> and, and I think it's damned impressive. Like Dunaway, you I said you didn't even notice. You had amazing. no idea. Yeah. yeah. I thought, I thought she did an amazing job because I thought she did a, you know, a, a competent job just, you know, just yeah, watching so the Dunaway, film. Dunaway, not knowing that Tignataro was a total add in. Yeah. Did you, did you notice anything different about her scenes in this movie? Yeah. I didn't. I didn't like, notice anything until afterwards, and I was like, oh, "Okay, now I understand why I feel she like, was." Yeah. I feel like you yeah, have why to she know was a little bit further away from people. to notice it. I feel like you need to know because I don't think there was right. anything in here that was an absolute tell. There's no. There's I, nothing in I here. I felt that's like that the bad. first scene with her is is the most notable of those. Like the first scene, they come to meet her. They're on the other side of a fence. We right. never see a shot with all three characters in it at all. It's always her. Yeah, shot but you'd never know fence. that if you didn't know she wasn't. Like if yeah, you I didn't, if you I didn't, didn't know about this deal, you wouldn't. You just think that's a oh, they're filming her on the other side of the fence. Like you never even question it. Like I, I disagree. Really, in a lot of movies, and when you have people talking to each other, you try to establish <laughs> that they're all in the same place. Sometimes, like, yeah. This but, was, but I don't think you would have gone. I'm pretty sure she's replaced some other actor who right, filmed all these right, scenes already. Right. I don't think you'd say if, that. If you're if you're watching a movie close enough to see positioning of actors, then you're not paying attention to anything else. Because I mean. You really have to be focused on that because we've trained our brains to accept a lot of these shots, you know? So, yeah, I mean, yeah. if, if her, you noticed it, it's her, because yeah. you're trying to notice it. And her walking off going, you know, all right, two million bucks, <laughs> you know, whatever. I bought it all. It all right. I thought it all worked. I had no problem with it. Yeah, um, very good. Like, she's she's just perfect for this. Yeah. I think it needs to be held against Zack Snyder that he originally had Chris Delia. Jesus, that was just a terrible idea like it can't have possibly been better than what they got out of Tignataro well as far as as far as I know like Chris D'Elia he's a stand-up comedian apparently a real a-hole but um I've known I knew him from a podcast he used to do with uh Mm -hmm. Will Sasso and I suppose he's funny but the thing that set him apart was (laughs) his comedy really never worked for me but the thing that always seemed like his gig was oh he's kind of handsome and a comedian a rare combo, you know, like, I, I don't know, somehow that seemed like a rare thing, but I don't, as far as I know, I've never seen him in anything else. I think this was going to be his big break or something. Right. And yeah, then he's he, stand-up comedy. As as yeah, he's, yeah. Well, that's what I mean. His uh, big, his big yeah. acting break. So right, if right, he, right. if he's busted for, you know, grooming 17 year olds during when this film was basically wrapped, it certainly principal filming was done. Um, and then they were just like, you know what? I'm going to swap them all out. I'm going to give, I'll give Zack Snyder credit for doing it. Like, right. Yes, absolutely. Like, like Delia was me too'd a year ago. And to, to think that they were able to do what they did with, with Tignataro, it's just mind blowing. Like, like I say, if you don't know most of the scenes with her, they have digitally put her into group shots 
And it's mm-hmm. and it's right. They got the lighting right. They got the facing right. It's really well done. Yeah. I uh, went back and looked at uh, like the middle third of the show, the middle third of the movie, and watched her scene specifically. Uh, uh, watching her walking around talking directly with uh, Batista about who's the most important, second most important, third yeah, most yeah. important people in the uh, in the group, and it's it's amazingly done. It feels seamless at those at those. <clears throat> times. But actually, I could deal without that scene. <laughs> Really, I like that scene. Because that whole scene, I was like, I was like, where is she going with this? I mean, it are they actually me going to leave somebody behind? Are they are they setting up something here? I didn't really. I like think they were just having fun off. and they needed some comedy and you know, right? You got Dick Nataro, and for all I know, none of well, that. You got, but you got you got Bert from Raising Hope in here. I mean, you want some comedy? <laughs> that guy will deliver. Yeah, but he's, he's also goofball. long before. I mean, Raising Hope was like the weird exception for him his entire career he's a dick that's his job i know that's, but he's hilarious yeah everything <laughs> he's, name he's a movie the paul riser by the way of this film he's the worst yes, the yes. guy the movie the road he's the guy you want to kill the, the most he's a terminator oh, yeah. in that terminator series uh the laura or the sarah Con- connor oh Chronicles. really the, yeah the, yeah yeah so that's another thing the that reminded me of terminators in this movie but um he's Almost always a everybody. dick so you know in this as soon as i saw him i went oh back to your dick uh job you're doing dick <laughs> Back dick to work. your dick ways. Yep. <laughs> Doing some dick work. You're going to dick everybody over and you'll be a dick and your head will explode. Well, and, and like you said, see, he's the polarizer of this basically where he's got a, a secret objective that endangers other people. And yep. he, you know, he uh, sabotages um, the woman as they're walking through with the glow sticks. Yeah. Uh, sends her off a different direction. <laughs> kind of right. like right. Paul Reiser locking Ripley in the, in the room with the face hugger. <laughs> Um, there's another aliens moment too, cause I wrote down two aliens moments when they come out onto the rooftop and the helicopter has gone. Oh, it's Bishop. like, yeah, it's yeah. like, Oh, Oh my God. Our, our escape route is, is gone. And then, and then the silent helicopter suddenly appears from the other side of the building. Kind of like, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. There's yeah a lot right. There was, it was a Bishop moment. Everyone thought Bishop had screwed yeah. over Ripley, but he, yep. he just was repositioning or whatever. And that's funny. Cause yeah. there was another moment in this movie that was a diehard moment. And yes, they, I know exactly what you're going to say. They, they broke into the vault. And Slow the music motion, classical like, music. Yep. I just right. went, oh, come on, Zach. Really? I mean, right. if he came out and I, said, oh, I love Die Hard, but, so I put that as a tribute, I'd probably respect it more. But at the moment. But I think yeah. I think the important thing here is, you know, what I, what I did read about Zack Snyder doing this is he wanted, he just wanted to have fun. And, you know, so I don't think he really, you know, it's like, I want to, I want to do a nod to this. I want to do a nod to that. Why not? I'm just here to have fun on this film. I'm going to do some weird visual stuff. And I, I, so I, I don't, I don't criticize this movie for, you know, borrowing from everything because oh, it's, it's supposed fine. to, it's supposed to feel like it's borrowed from everything. It's every fine. single, every single member of the team uses different weapons. And I just love that. I love <laughs> yeah. somebody sat down and was like, all right, every one of these characters, let's go. Yeah. And it's like, okay, so you're going to, this guy, this guy is going to be using this rifle and this one's going to be using this completely different rifle. Mm-hmm. We're going to put a gun in, in Tig Nataro's hands. Like, you know, so after we've already done all that. And so like, what haven't we used? Oh, well, we'll put an MP7 in her. <laughs> like, it's just like yeah. every, uh, every gun. And they're so interesting to look at. Um, the, my my the favorite chain- is you gave, they gave, what's his name? The saw. It's like, Hey, you want Saul's a crazy awesome. freaking metal or a uh, uh, saw that's used to cut, uh, like cement or whatever. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. 
It's it's Love absolutely that. useless. It's terrible as a weapon against a zombie <laughs> horde. But man, does it photograph well. Yeah, it looks amazing <laughs> when he's yeah. using that thing. And I just love the idea that he buried it out in the desert when he was done with the first mission and had to come back yeah. and unearth it and look all muscly doing it. It was great. That stuff's so stupid okay. and fun. I mean, the games, the games. See, I just did it. The movie's a game. It's a video game. It's a big, it loud, a game. Yeah. stupid it totally arcade like a video game. game. Yeah. Matter of fact, it felt more like a video game whenever uh whenever they were having their discussion outside the vault and they found the dead bodies and you know some of the dead bodies were wearing uh you know they blew themselves up they were wearing the same things that the current characters were wearing i was like oh so this is like a video game where you keep running through trying to accomplish the task which oh that's funny i hadn't thought of it in that term i just in my head i was just like well this coincidence is a fun topic for them to say, what if this is us in an alternate time? Like to mess around with it, but I didn't even think about how right. that's a very you, you. You're basically corpse running. You're back in there, and you're like, oh, there's my body from last time I died. Right? That's yeah, great. And I, I kind of liked it. I liked it a lot, actually. Yeah, maybe too. I love the whole sequence because there's there's a lot of gags in this movie, and the gags are very well executed. But the gag of having to get on the elevator and go get another zombie to try to get it to shamble down the hallway of death. Oh my <laughs> oh, God. Oh yes. Right <laughs> on the, uh, right. Pulling one off of the, uh, yeah. the, the hand truck, the dolly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I was hoping great. he, I was hoping it was the same hand. I was hoping they chopped that hand off the zombie and then heated it up. I couldn't tell if that zombie that he was making eat was his own hand. I, I would have appreciated that. Oh, that would have been funny. It was like the hand. Yeah. Yeah, All they had to do was put a brick on that hand tr- cart and push it out in front of them. Right. right. Like that. They didn't need to do to all this effort, well, but of course, you know, it's funny. It's funny. Yeah. Really funny. I mean, the whole thing is ridiculous anyway, because I mean, why would you have Indiana Jones pressure plates? They're obvious and easy to see mm-hmm. uh, leading down to a vault. I mean, that it made absolutely zero sense. Yeah, that, like, none of that made real sense. World. Yeah. There's yeah. no way yes. that this vault in the Olympus, no. the fake casino it's, had right. all that shit it's, there. You know, it's get smart. Basically. It's yeah. Right. Basically is what it is. It's ridiculous. But, but it was I'm like, great. Okay. But when they sent that final you. one, down there and the two walls smushed it into oblivion amazing <laughs> that was great amazing which, which which leads to my question scott was is this the bloodiest movie we've ever oh, seen? oh i think so i think i can, i'm trying to think any well okay at this level of of attempted realism yes mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. in terms of like you know just the fidelity of it but I'm sure we've seen something from the 80s where it was like the Jason versus Freddy or or Jason X or one of the Friday the 13th Right. probably compares maybe but in a different way it's less uh slapstick gore right yeah, yeah. this is I mean, very we, were, we weren't gore. cringing when most of these most of these deaths happened right we were no, just kind right. of like eh, whatever just keep on moving no it's no big deal although the person getting shot on the hood of the car in the in the opening uh credits good lord mm-hmm. they're oh, just yeah. jerking all over the place inch by inch. yeah and that so, was something man and and again, some of these zombies are filled with explosive blood. It's so, <laughs> it's, it's so outside of your usual zombie experience, right? Because mm-hmm. they're they're decaying undead, so they're, they're they don't even have blood. And that's that's always been one of the cheats to making a zombie mm-hmm. movie. You can just bonk mm-hmm. them in the head, and you don't have to show a bunch of fluids. But not right. Zack Snyder, yeah. <laughs> right? Right. Like if you look at this one, I just put the gif I just put in there, which is during the credits itself. There, there's no single body has this much anything in it. Yeah, yeah. I love it. That is so, yeah. But it was like, is, sometimes is so sometimes this blood. is what I want. It's what I like about a good violent anime. Like, it's not, I don't have to take any of it seriously. None of it, none of it has, you know, a hold on me emotionally. It's just like, oh my gosh, look at all that. Like, they just go nuts with it. And the movie just was 
reveling in that when it killed the zombie at the end in the helicopter. Uh, and yeah. Batista shot the slow motion bullet through its face and it split oh, open that like that. That's a cool shot. Just cool, yeah. man. Like that stuff is what I signed up for. I, I, I do. I mean, I'll admit as a genre, when, when a zombie a property takes itself more seriously, I like it more. Generally speaking, I do like, you know, a story that deals with human, uh, basically the walking dead without the, without drawing it out for 50 years. Um, a, right. a shorter version of that is kind of my jam because then then this stuff means something. If somebody gets their their head blown off, it's 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 not just for laughs or just for action. It's for it's it's also emotionally horrifying and you know all this other stuff. I kind of prefer that. I like that the story writing of a apocalyptic tale. But for what this is trying to do, I, I had no problem parking my brain at the door and just saying, "All right, Zack Snyder, let's see what you got, buddy." Because so often the movie's trying to make you laugh, and that's the way to go. It's the reason why the greatest mo- zombie movie ever made is Shaun of the Dead. I will not be gainsayed on this. It will <laughs> always be the greatest because it tries so it tries so well to make you laugh. It does a good job of doing that, right? Mm, like, right. And, and so, like my example in this movie, which I I want to spend time with, is the escape to the elevator on the casino floor. Where you have uh, your your basically your three remaining principles, and uh, Raúl Castillo is, is uh, he gets bit, mm-hmm. and it's so tense, it's so exciting. There are so many rounds fired by Dave Bautista, and so many zombie heads exploded, and still Raúl Castillo goes down. He's going to get covered with zombies. You're seen. You see him pulling a grenade. And, and arming it yeah. and that means that means run mm-hmm. and and they run they get into the elevator he explodes right behind them the <laughs> elevator doors close and muzak starts playing <laughs> yes it is so funny oh, and man. i just want to i want to i want to replay i want to remake that little moment with every song yeah that's ever and it's not recorded. even muzak it's it's do you want to hurt me by culture club not even done in a muzak style like right yeah it was just so, it, i wrote in my notes that was the funniest song you could come up with <laughs> I, I, that's, and so my question for you is what song would you have had? My first thought was Herb Alpert and the Tijuana Brass. Spanish Flea. Yeah. I, I think the one that came to mind, I had two that came to mind. Sailing by Christopher Cross, I think would have been funny. But the winner for me would have been Escape, the Pina Colada song by Rupert Hines, Rupert Holmes. Uh, give us Anything hum me a bar. From- hum me a bar. I can't think of it. If you like pina colada, oh. oh, yes, yes. So that that's <laughs> a right. classic. I'm in. On in the rain. I like that you went all in on that opening line there just now. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't just. Yeah, I'm not going to go like I'm not going to go soft on that. Come on, you were full throated on that. That was amazing. That was right after. So that was right before, I guess, the scene where Anna D. Lagergeringunena, whatever her name is. Uh, got her head turned around backwards. Holy oh, shit! Yeah. That yeah, that was unexpected. That was pretty impressive. Yeah. I was that that caught me off guard. Didn't see that coming. I mean, plenty of scenes in this movie and in other zombie movies where they pull somebody back toward the horde, and they finally realize it's no good. I'm going to die here. So go run, run, and they pull him back, and blood starts coming out of stuff and everything, like the girl in the hall. But then this happened, and I thought, oh, this will be one of those. They'll just pull her back until Dave Batista uh-huh. can't uh, Batista uh-huh. can't see her anymore. Nope. Going to turn her head all the way around. Going to look right at him. Her spine's going to pop out of her shoulder. And she'll be thrown to the ground. That was intense. 
Yeah. I'm telling you, it's the goriest movie we've ever seen. It is, dude. And kind of comes close. (laughs) I think it is. I really think it is. Like, again, it's played for more laughs and and more of an arcade kind of splashy fun than it is, you know, to, to, to horrify you. But if you're just looking at the numbers, it's the goriest thing we've seen. I really think it is. Yeah. When he gets, dude, Dillahunt, when he <laughs> dies, that cat, by the way, the cat is the freaking bomb. I love that thing. It is. And you know what? We have freaking that bitch Carol Baskin to thank for that because, uh, <laughs> Because uh, they, you know, the VFX guys were like, "Well, let's. Where can we go see some big cats?" And the only place we would let them in is uh, Carol Baskin's sanctuary in Tampa, really? Florida, that so true? that they could watch how they move and 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 create a CGI cat that looked realistic. Well, it looks insanely cool, <laughs> and it's yeah. all zombified. It's a white, you know. Yeah, they even yeah. they even mentioned it. it was one of Siegfried and Roy's that got loose and whatever, right? And then when he, but when he's thrashing him around, scratching away, you know, Dillahunt's face is turning into ribbons and then finally just chomps down on that head. That is some of the most visceral effects laden horror work I've seen in a long time. That was great. It is. Yeah. Yeah. And that felt good. Actual chick in the bucket, the best chick in the bucket in the movie, in my opinion. I don't think you've mentioned it yet. Mm. And it's the giraffe. Like we see it at the beginning. Oh, I didn't see the giraffe. Yeah. There's a zombie giraffe. What? And how did I miss and I that? see the zombie giraffe? Yeah, zombie. spent the whole movie waiting to see it again. There's it a- adds it adds credence to the fact that somebody brought this up in the uh the trivia segment of IMDb, but if the zombie virus can move from people to animals, right. then uh they've got a bigger problem on their hands than just zombies running around because rats or something could could go right through those little uh right, right. those little holes in the containers that they've walled the city with. And you have zombie rats running around now. I just don't see it. Where is it? Crap. I'm the, trying to find giraffe? a photo. Yeah, I'm trying to find a photo here. I'll, I'll, I'll get a, I'll yeah, if you can find one. I would, I, I'm bummed that I didn't see that because I love stupid shit like that. Like I just, and especially this, like I'm guessing there are, I saw I saw a Wayne Industries van at some point. Right. Oh, really? Yeah. All right. So there's, there's nods to have, Justice League. Yeah, a little have bit. Have you guys, okay, so if you like that, have you guys seen Zombies? No. No. It, I believe it's on Netflix as well. We watched it uh, last year sometime, I believe. Zoomies? Um, no, it yeah, come out in 2016. And it's basically love- what what would happen if uh, a, a a zombie outbreak happened in a zoo? What? And, uh, yeah, 2016. It's, it's, Sign it's, it's, me up, dude. This looks great. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Zoomies. It's Jurassic World of the Dead, it says in their tagline. That sounds oh, right. 3.3 out of 10. <laughs> Yeah, it's a, it's it's a fun watch though. It is not good. Yeah. It is not good, but it's a fun watch. Me and the kids had a lot of fun watching it. Are you saying this is a Netflix original? This is an actual like Netflix? No, no, no. Oh, this okay. is a silent movie. Yeah, it's a silent movie. I believe it might be. All right, is it a silent movie? I can't remember. Yeah. But it's on it's yes. on like Tubi, Peacock, Vudu, free with ads and stuff. Directed by Steve Miller. Oh, it's and it's on Amazon You're Prime right now. Yeah. Is it? yeah, when I watched yeah. it, when I I saw it on Amazon Prime a couple of years ago. Yeah, is right. it bad? I mean, bad enough for it seems like something we should no, no, watch. No, 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 no. This is not this is not a, a movie that I, I would ever want anybody to watch. It's really bad. <laughs> oh, I didn't I didn't know that was the bar for film sex. Yeah. I thought it was just uh, we don't watch movies that we don't want anybody to watch. Yeah, right. it seems like maybe we got this backwards. I mean, the screenshots make it just look like there's a bunch of animals that are stalking humans. Is that what it is? I guess. I guess that's pretty it. much. All right. Well, good. Yep, zombie riding. Gonna gore you. Zombie rhino. No way. 
Why does that crack me up? I feel like I need to see this. All right. You you need to at least, yeah, you need to check it out. Right. I, I don't think, yeah, I think you should at least you watch know, it. I mean, it does feel like, if, if you're saying we never it's do trash. it here, then I'll watch it. But if we're doing it here, I'll wait. Right. Because, you know, and there's a Zombies 2, by the way. It's yeah, there is. Never, I, I wouldn't it's watch that. It's like, it's like Sharknado. There's going to be five or six of these things. Well, the Zombies 2 has a point two rating better. 3.5 out of 10. Okay. So Well, they figured it out. Yeah. No one in the cast is the same. <laughs> all different faces. All, all these people look like they got pooped out the back end of the porn industry. All right. Moving on. Uh, Randy, any luck on finding me my zombified giraffe from the film? I'm actually, I'm actually questioning myself. Did I invent this because it's in zombies? I'm actually... <laughs> <laughs> because at the, ver- the first time we see the tiger, it's an escape. Yeah. It's, we're seeing it get out of its enclosure or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, I really genuinely thought I saw a giraffe in there. And then, and then I'm spending the rest of the movie like, I'm going to be a giraffe later. But oh, hey, I got, a, I, I got a quiz. Didn't. Let me give you guys a quiz. This is fun. This is like a TMS quiz. Okay. okay? All right. Uh, true or false, Dave Bautista and Hiroki Sonata starred together in an MCU film. True or false? True. Uh, well, he was obviously Drax, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Did they, because uh, Hiroki was... You guys will uh, learn something from Brian as he does this. His process is why he's good at trivia, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> For real, I, it's, it's admirable, because I, I can know where your brain goes. You're like, all right, so we know this factor. Boink. All right, right. Now you got I'm this thing laid out. I'm trying to remember who Hiroki was in the Marvel Universe. Was he in Doctor Strange? Um, no. So, so you say, why you said true? I don't think they've been in the same movie, but I, 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 I'm sure Haruki's been in the Marvel universe. I just can't remember. All right, so you say false. Dunaway says true. What do you say, Randy? Uh, Ah, I'm going to I'm going to guess that Hiroyuki Sonata was uh, played some bit character in the last one, the in the final Avengers movie, because. I'm, I know he wasn't in Doctor Strange. I'm sure of that. But there were so many people in Avengers Endgame that played well, these little. You'd bit be roles. correct, and it's a little bit of a of a trick because it's not a Guardians film, so it is Endgame. Right. And mm. Haruki Sonata is the one killed by Ronan in uh, that scene oh, in Tokyo. Okay, in the uh, right the 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 guy that hot guy Ronan yeah, slash Ronan Clint, goes after. Uh, Clint killed him, yeah. Interesting. Oh, yeah. I didn't realize. I forgot he was Dogen in the last couple seasons or the last season of Lost when they finally find this temple that they mm-hmm. never saw on uh, on that island oh, that they you know right. spent four years walking around and never found the temple that could revive people from the dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They By the had, way, you know yeah. you know why I'm so affirmatively making that uh, that belief that. Uh, everybody was in Avengers Endgame. Mm. I'm currently on a Community kick. I'm rewatching it for the first time. It's the second time I've ever watched through all of Community, mm. and a bunch of them are in Avengers Endgame. Oh like, yeah, yeah. Like it's just like this thing re- that I just recently looked up that they because all- of the um uh, the the Russo brothers were involved with right. uh, Community. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. They directed all their stuff, especially the the episodes where they um got crazy like paintball and all that. That was all Russo mm-hmm. brothers stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, it's so funny you said that, Randy, because my brain just farted. Look at this. So Sonata played um, Scorpion in the new Mortal Kombat live action film. You're rewatching Community. Russo Brothers involved there helped direct Sonata in a film. What's his name from Community? Main guy. I can't think of his name. Uh, 
um, uh, did the soup. Oh, Jeff Winger. Uh, um, uh, yes, the Jeff know? Winger character. Is the actor's name? Can't think of his name. Yeah, he's uh, shit. Oh my god, the anyway, soup with, with so and so. So and so right. guy. Anyway, <laughs> that guy is is Johnny Cage in the Mortal Kombat animated movie that's Joel about McHale. the origin. Really? Joel McHale about the origin of Scorpion. I'm I'm just what really? I'm saying is everything's all connected, man. It's crazy. And by the way, literally funny as Johnny Cage. I'm not quite done with this movie yet. It's yeah. the well, best. It have to be. I mean, Joel McHale. He's great. You don't put him into a role unless you're going to let him like, cut loose. Like Ryan Reynolds, right? Yeah, <laughs> right. The voice, the voice of Garage Hellscream is um, is Scorpion in this thing. But uh, I'll just say, okay. I'll say it now. It was going to be my recommendal Wednesday. It still will be. But the Mortal Kombat Scorpion Origin anime thing that came out in 2020, super gory, very cool, easily the best Mortal Kombat property outside the games. Easily. Oh. Wow. It's awesome. So cool. Anyway, uh, that's neither here nor there. It's not about these zombies or any of that. <laughs> um, uh, we got to get some credit to Athena. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, say, um, sorry. What were you about to say? I was going to say we got to give some credit to Athena per- Parample. Uh, she is the awesome queen zombie. She's not even credited yes. in the movie. Yeah. She's oh, really? N- she's normally a, um, a stunt actor, and she does tons of stunt work for all sorts of stuff you've seen before. But she is... I think a high point of this movie, she embodies that weirdness and it's the coolest zombie in the movie. And it's a bummer. She's basically killed halfway through because there's I, a, yeah. there's a moment in my rewatch where I noticed that she, uh, tea bags, uh, yep. <laughs> as much as she can tea bag, uh, big woman, uh, tea bags, uh, the tied up, uh, uh, jerk, uh, jerk dude, uh, quarantine policeman dude. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was pretty good. Very, she's very bendy, and that's like one of those she's, things we, we talk about. You got to add something to your zombies. You got to do something people haven't done before right, with zombies. Right. So let's make them yoga zombies. I like wrote it down three times. Oh, yoga zombies! Yeah. And uh, boy, she uh, she she almost like it almost defeats it. Like it almost. I'm like, oh, almost not a zombie. Almost mm-hmm. more a. You know, this movie has like a bunch of parkour zombies in it, which has been done before. Right. Mm-hmm. But uh, almost kind of takes me out of them being zombies when she's like in a three point stance with multiple parts of her body touching the ground that shouldn't be able to do that. <laughs> Look at that. She'd lady. Be I just great at Twister. She'd be really good oh, at yeah. Twister. Um, I just put her a picture of her as herself in uh, the th- her thing. She's a beautiful, like the least zombie person I'm, I've looked at all week. <laughs> she's gorgeous. And um, but she she really you sold it to in, me. Uh, Where'd you just, put it? Because it's not in our film sack chat, is I it? Put it in dis- oh, oh, I sent it to Dunaway. Me. I definitely saw it. You must have just sent it to me. <laughs> you sent it directly to Brian. Sorry. Hey, look at this. Hey, I do this hey, look at that. Look at that there. Look there at there. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. yeah, she's lovely. Wow. Look at her. She looks like she kick your ass, too. But um, She does, yeah. But she probably other, could. To, here's the thing, though. Like um, I wrote this down later. There's a lot of Cirque du Soleil moves or like yes. modern dance moves. Not from her as much, but mostly some of the side zombies. And that takes me out a little bit. Like, I felt like they drew, uh, uh, it was like a performance of Cats or something. Well, why, you know, I because I, I agree, I even wrote that down. Cirque du Soleil, alpha zombies are goofy. Mm-hmm. My, my exact words in my notes here. <laughs> awesome. But why not, if you're going to have them do that, just build it into the opening credits that you see 
a bunch of acrobats and Cirque du Soleil people getting bitten by zombies and turning into zombies themselves, that's then it all idea. then it all makes sense. Yeah, that's a great idea. And you would think that those could be alphas, right? Like the if it, easily, yeah, pro yeah. dancers ripped, to, you know, the prime of their lives, zero percent body fat, like they would be great alphas. So play that up. I that's a great way to fix that because it just annoyed me every time they'd move. It was like, yeah, ooh, like it was like watching people on the street in West Side Story getting their knives out, going, you know. <laughs> And I can't, I can't buy that with mindless zombies. You can't do that. Uh, all right, I wrote down here. We need to, we need to make a pick here. Okay. Oh, okay. I almost forgot. I got at least mention Junkie XL, amazing soundtrack once again. Well done, Mad Max Fury Road sound um, um, music oh, guy. Yeah. Junkie oh, XL. That what that was? That's he's permanent. He's basically a permanent Zack Snyder worker now. He's like, um, he's like, what's his name with Nolan? Uh, I can't think. Zimmer. Zimmer. Yeah, Hans Zimmer and Christopher Nolan are inseparable. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steven Spielberg and John Williams can't be parted. It's like this with them, I think. It's, it's the Zack Snyder, Junkie XL, Tom Holkenberg party. So yes, he did a great he job. Dutch. He is Dutch man. He is Dutch. And he did an amazing, as much as, I mean, I still think his best soundtrack is Fury Road, but this is close to that in terms of the kind of soundtrack it is. And it's where I think he shines. So more of that, please. I'm not really a fan of the, of what he did with, um, uh, Justice League, but he made a really great soundtrack for that Sonic movie, and that seems impossible, but he did. And 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 he did a good job on Deadpool. If you like, if you like the music in Deadpool, you're listening to Junkie X. Yeah, he's awesome. Love that guy. Um, all right. Anyway, what I was going to say was I had a note here: best Dave Batista role, and it can't be wrestling. And I have an easy yeah. answer for this. And this movie reminded me of it a couple of times. I'll get to it in a second, but I'll let everybody else answer first. So, Randy, why don't you tell us if you had to pick just one? Where do you go? He doesn't have a ton, right? Like it's you know, it's a really yeah. He doesn't have a lot. I I did really like his turn in Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Yeah. Oh, that's my the movie pick. keeps coming up. I uh, by me, I keep mentioning it. That movie's and awesome. I haven't seen it recently either. But it uh, it definitely uh, stuck the landing. That movie has stuck with yeah. me. No, that movie's awesome. It's my second favorite movie of all time. Um, uh, yeah, that's the one. And the reason I would have picked that one is because the glasses he wears in this reminded me of that. Yeah, um, the little tiny glasses on his big head. <laughs> right and he may have, he doesn't really have a big head but with those glasses it looks like it's a really big head. and he may one up us all when uh uh dune gets here finally and that may be you know where we love him the most i don't i don't know uh let's see in dune he's uh rabin i think glosu rabin is the character just a big mm-hmm. beast of a man um but look at what he's got coming he's got dune um Whoops, Army of the Dead. Army of the Dead, Las Vegas, so he does voices in that. Dune, Groove Tales, Knives Out 2. I didn't know he was in that. Oh, yeah, cool. Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 3, Universe's Most Wanted, whatever that which, is. So, which will be his last uh, Guardians, he says. Oh, he's no more Drax after that? He's Yeah, after that, mm-hmm. no more Drax. Mm-hmm. Hey, they, do you think they I'm kill still, him off? I, like, uh, God, I hope not. Yeah, I hope not. Too. I'm, I'm still legit sad that they invented a character for Dave Bautista in the James Bond movies. He appears in Spectre. He was intended to be mute, and that's okay for an actor of his range. Uh, it, but then they just didn't use him much at all. Like that's that makes me sad. He he could have been a very formidable villain for James Bond. Yeah, uh, I agree. I, he's, he's got such a cool um, vibe. I always I always I think Henry, we've yet to see his best work. Oh yeah, I he's agree. got more to do. Yeah, yeah. right for sure. Mm-hmm. He's a you know, rom com. He's like, he has. <laughs> Dave Bautista has been taking acting lessons like nobody's business. It's a remarkable how far he's come in this movie. When he's given the opportunity to just act, to do to do pure talking, 
he's he's really good. He's gotten to, you know, to be so good that I'm like ready to see him uh, uh, with another person in a drama. I think the Blade Runner role really put that home for me. And I know it's been a few years now, but that, that to me was like, wow, you, you're going to do more than just Drax the Destroyer. Uh, Here's the other thing though. This is what I want more than anything in this world. It's not going to happen. This is what I want. Dave Bautista, Dwayne, the rock Johnson, John Cena heist movie. Make it happen. Hmm. What are you doing? There you go. The three biggest, most important wrestler actor dudes ever. Uh, get them all together. How much of a hit do you think Cena took this past week? Oh, why? What happened? What happened with Cena? He, he, uh, well, I have no opinion of this because I don't have a full understanding of the politics in the, in the social structures thereof. But he said about the new fast and the furious nine movie, he said that, uh, what, what was it, talked about Taiwan being a country or something? Yeah, he just he just said Taiwan is a country, and then he then he made this like prisoners apology for that, which is just it's just ridiculous. Taiwan is a country. Hey, world, Taiwan is a country. Yeah. C- come come at me, like seriously. <laughs> what I, is, this like, is seriously, this is so this is how I feel about it. All I know is there's been an argument going on between China and Taiwan for decades, well before I was born about the legitimacies of their country and there's all kinds of cultural things going on over there. I don't feel like I have, you know, I don't have enough knowledge to say anything. Uh-huh. I don't have enough knowledge about any of that. Yeah, neither now, does John Cena. As an American, <laughs> I'm always like, you think yourself a country, you be a country. But then again, I also remember how the South wanted to be its own country. And I go, huh? And I go, Okay. <laughs> there's there's levels here and maybe unless i know the full story uh, i'm not gonna there's yeah i'm not gonna i'm not gonna get involved with this hmm. no i didn't this even is, know about this it is a, this is that big that big high line story where there are rich people who are famous and they have to bow to china on, on a regular basis because right they, they offend china they lose a big chunk of their audience they lose a lot of their and not only to make money yeah not yeah. only that i mean okay so let's let's just say okay like i said i i don't want anybody to get mad at me but it's fine if you get mad at me that's fine we can have discussions but all i can say is this if i was in cena's position and i made a faux pas for whatever reason whether or not i do believe taiwan's a country i don't think he really had a real big opinion i think he just threw something off the cuff that's just an opinion but then if uh, if then everybody said, oh, well, our whole production and everybody on this film, this a franchise that's been going on for, you know, forever. And years. John Cena made a mistake and it's about to sink that whole thing uh, in China and being a, you know, a Johnny come lately to the series. I, that's a lot of pressure. You're like, OK, I guess I better apologize because uh, it's not just about just about him. I think those guys should just act big... and not say shit. That's what I think. If I was an actor, right. I would stay out of all of it. <laughs> exactly. Right. Somebody yeah. should have somebody should have said before he went over there and was was interviewed about this. They should have said, "Hey man, there's some stuff going on over here. You might want to watch." <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? John Cena. Right. Um all right. Let's do clips. Before we get to them though, uh, Utah connection in this movie, and it bugged me. I just want to share this real quick. At the end, okay. uh, dude with the saw is going, he's leaving. He's leaving Las Vegas, like this movie says. <clears throat> and he's heading, uh, one would assume, north because he hits a sign that says, Utah, uh, join the high life or whatever, whatever our stupid slogan life is. Life elevated. Life elevated, that's it. 
and yeah. he starts heading down that road. That is not. <laughs> why, what, why do I know that you don't? Hold on. What? what? <laughs> I, I hate sayings like that. They're so stupid. But anyway, he goes to. He does this in an area where a that is not what's there. It looks nothing like that there. And well, you're, B, you drive through a scary canyon to yes, go. Yes, and you still have to go through Arizona to do it. There's a lot there that they completely hand waved to the side. Geographically yeah. speaking, the movie takes some liberties. That's all I wanted Real to say. Big liberties, yeah. And, why, yeah. And, and I don't understand why you would drive presumably to St. George to rent a plane. You would have to, to, to and you would have to. You'd have he, to go he to the same. Been driving south the whole time, right? But you'd have so, you would have to take that municipal airport in St. George. That that's the close. He's no way he drove to Salt Lake City. He didn't drive six hours with a zombie bite, like. He probably didn't even drive the hour out of Vegas. That's the other thing. They don't. It's an hour and a half to, By to the St. Way, George. Do we yeah. want consistency on how long it takes from a bike to a turn? Do we want that? <laughs> we we do, but the thing is, they showed that it was just it it was it wasn't actually to the blood, right? It was like it was like on the surfacy. outside. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean it wasn't it was just like a your explanation is that Vanderhoe has really thick skin, like Right, ridiculously thick elephant skin, and so it takes longer. What I want is Vanderhoe for the sequel, so I don't want him to die. I actually really like that dude. He, I think, if you're going to have somebody carry it on, you put a bullet through Batista's head, and this is your guy. He's your new guy. Keep him going. Yeah, don't kill him. You guy. Yeah. I was kind of surprised that they killed Dave Batista. Yeah, that took me. That was like, I was actually, I was genuinely shocked. Maybe that was his way of saying, "I don't want to be in sequels." <laughs> I think that's what he did. I think he actually said that. I think he probably pushed for it. If he doesn't want to be Drax anymore, that tells me the guy's sick of sequels. He's so. probably, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's get to these clips. We have a few clips, and I'm going to play them. Not a ton, because the movie's not like, I don't know. It's not the most clippy movie, but there's stuff in here. Uh, like this guy, counting. A one, two, three, four. Uh, that's, I don't know why I put it. The Liberace, uh, oh, the Liberace impersonator guy. at the beginning. Right. Yeah. Right, that was right uh, before the music started and then the naked lady boobies came out. Yes, boy, they sure focused on those for a long time. Uh, I don't know how you <laughs> get... It was it was fair play because then they focused on that dude's leopard uh, undies. That's right. They so really did. Like, yeah. Yeah. So it was, it was like... Uh, like you know you get these uh four women dressed as showgirls into the Rain Man suite and... Yeah. Uh, yep. uh, By the way, the first uh, movie he ever shot in digital it looked fine. But he's only done film every, everywhere else. I always yeah. find that interesting when a filmmaker finally goes, all right, fine. I'll go with the times. Tarantino just still sticking it out. He's like, nope, I'm not doing it. Show me your feet. I'm not doing it. Show me your feet. <laughs> oh, those are the things I digitally, up, They're the gross. Yeah. <laughs> uh, tied into that, uh, that, that opening music sequence. Uh, one of the things I really did love about it was the tie-in from the music to the gunshots and the explosions. Like the... The, the the way that they set up the timing of all of the drum beats yep. during the song mm, to be tied yeah, to yeah. gunshots, like especially when the guy is uh, floating down in the parachute right next being to lowered New York, New York. down. Not that lowered. is not how parachutes work. He is being lowered. <laughs> yeah. It's the weirdest thing. Like, why is the military got a guy on a crane and he's they're lowering him slowly? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was pretty. Uh, you know what? Here's what should happen. Zack Snyder's next big project should be Zack Snyder's in charge of credits and the other right. guys in charge of the rest of the film. Do that. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right. Here. Oh, he's such a badass. I wrote with 96 hours left. The government has already moved more than half of its military presence out of the quarantine zone. He's just so cool, dude. Gosh yeah. dang it, he's cool. Mm-hmm. Freaking love that guy. 
All right, I'm annoyed by this. They got Sean Sp- uh, Spicer to do a freaking cameo in this movie, <laughs> and I hated it. Oh, come on, Sean. You know they're not infected. If they were, they would be zombies already. They're political prisoners, just people the government doesn't want on the street. Now, I didn't have his voice because I hate him, and I don't want to give him any airtime, and I freaking hate yeah. Sean Spicer, so F that guy. There's, got a, there's a really fun page on TV tropes called Trumplica. <laughs> <laughs> and this this movie this movie hammers Trumplica right right down for you. Yeah. Uh, apparently apparently in a city where you you haven't had power for months or years or who knows how long, you can just turn on some power to a building and and instantly yeah. get CNN on a TV. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and the music. Did you know that Muzak in casinos is played from a record? I didn't know. <laughs> Apparently yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah. The needle is still ready to go right in the middle of a song. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, and um, it's wild. It would be in my casino. Yeah. This this example of the Trumplica trope trope has a completely thoughtless president of the United States, like a president who is an <laughs> abject moron, just jumping around trying to figure out when he wants Las Vegas to be nuked around July fourth. Yeah, I love yeah, that. Yeah. I love that idea that they were trying to make it around the holiday. But then I didn't love it because I thought that doesn't sound that far from the truth. So anyway, right. Exactly. Seems like something he'd want to do. Um, All right. I got some weird audio. This is crazy. This came in a brown envelope and it's a tape. I couldn't believe this. It just shows up at the house and on the thing, nobody's even taking credit for it. It just says Brian Ibbett prom date in the limo. That's all it says. This is a cassette. Not, it's a cassette like a, tape. I had to transfer it, okay, make it digital, okay. so we could use it today. It was a pain yeah. in my ass. Nice. I had to buy this thing on Amazon. It's a giant nightmare. So here it is. That weird audio. Your turn, if you want. I could use my rectal thermometer. Whoa! What? Rectal <laughs> thermometer? What? <laughs> Brian, gross. Yeah. yeah. Gross. Well, listen. You, you know, uh, there was a, a flu outbreak going on uh, <laughs> back then around prom time, and I didn't want to take any chances. I understand. Any chances. Yeah, and it's always you get a more accurate reading from the bum. I get it. Exactly. Exactly. There's nothing. Oh. Yeah. Uh, nothing wrong with that at all. Well, speaking of bums, this, everything is wrong with that. I'm just saying, <laughs> if this was an episode of TMS, I'm, put, I'm putting in you get a more accurate reading from the bum as a as a, <laughs> show, as a show title. title. Yeah, <laughs> it's true though. Uh, speaking of bums, when you ask Tignataro what about what a bum vacuum does, this is what Tignataro will tell you: sucks ass. It sucks ass. God, every line she delivered so funny. Sucks every ass. Every single line. I love her. And, and she's I, one I, of the best things about Star Trek Discovery, by the way. Yeah, I agree. Oh, we'll talk about that. In oh, a oh, oh, okay, all right. Oh. Okay. oh, sure, right, yeah, of course. Oh wait, is there what? what huh? Did something change? Something happened? We'll, 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 just, we'll just keep going. Okay. I haven't heard. No good. All right. Uh, why? Uh, oh, this uh, Dieter Dieter thing. Watch your fingers, Mister Big Hand. <laughs> Mister Big Hand. Mister Big. How did How did we feel about Dieter instantly falling in love with uh, uh, what's his name? Um, I Vanderhoek. liked that relationship. I liked it. I thought that was fun. Oh, yeah. I thought it started out so adversarial. I mean, it's tropey as hell, but as it as it went on, you know, and you knew it was going to go down to something like that. They were going to have to. Do something major for the other guy or or whatever. I love that. I thought that was great. Yeah. Those two had chemistry. Um Me too. All right, here's the here's the thing you don't say anymore. Easy peasy Japanesey. All right. Unless you're Japanese, you can say it, but you're not supposed to. And then you say this. Easy peasy lemon squeezy. So I didn't realize that lemon squeezy it, it used people used to say Japanesey. I didn't know that. 
I yeah. didn't either. I always thought it was lemon squeezy. Yeah. I didn't. So that's good. That means Once our generation. Again, my ignorance. We've skipped past it. We don't need to worry about it. Anymore. Yes, exactly. Right. Yeah. yeah. Very nice. All right. Here's Dieter screaming. Oh, no, it's not. Something else. Hold on. That was the queen getting her. Part of that sounded like somebody blew in bubbles like in. <laughs> Putting their face in a, in yeah. a uh, bobbing for apples uh, tank. Yeah. yeah, that early bit is gross. That, that where, the, where she's just yeah. like getting yeah. ready to go. It's yes. so like you're in the tub going. <laughs> <laughs> it's really, I thought that stuff was really cool. Really well yeah. done sound stuff. All right. Here's Dieter screaming. All right, there's that. <laughs> he needs a little Dieter screaming for yeah. you. And then finally, uh, the Paul Reiser moment. Power to control your own zombie army. That's the ultimate WMD. There you go. I had to get I had to get Garrett Dillahunt in here. Uh, Dilla that's it. <laughs> got it. Now it's time for this. Why it's the film sack checklist. Never trust oh. Garrett Dillahunt ever. Check. Drax only wants to cook more hamburgers. Check. And finally, the one truth of this film is that Dieter might scream at any moment in the film. Check. <laughs> he was into it. All right. Connections. Uh, oh, that's why you were saying be quiet. Yeah, so, <laughs> uh, there's, two, there's actually two people. Oh, really a surprise. Is it? <laughs> there's two people I want to call out here. Uh, the first one is Sala Baker. And I don't think you've heard of this guy. Sala Baker is a, uh, a stuntman. Um, he's been in a lot of things and his IMDB credit list is incredible. Mm. I hope that you go look at it to understand what I'm talking about. This guy was in the Lord of the Rings movies. He was in the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. He did stunts in the A-Team and Star Trek Into Darkness and Iron Man 3 and Deadpool and Jesus, every major action movie that's been made the last 20 years. It's got Sala Baker. Wow. Uh, and and huh. I when you see him, you're gonna go, Oh, I wonder if he was also a stand-in for Dave Bautista for some stunts, mm. because he just kind of looks like Dave Bautista. Mm. He's from uh he's from Wellington. So okay. anyway, that's just uh, that was an interesting little uh Star Trek connection for me. But, sure. Uh, it, it, uh you could use him for any movie, basically, that mm. has a Star Trek connection because he was in a Star Trek movie and he's been in everything. Yeah. Uh, but let's talk about Tignataro. So she's uh, Commander Jet Reno on Star Trek Discovery. Um, Fantastic. I, on there. Yes, just yeah. just like what what were we doing in the years, the log years before <laughs> Tignataro came along? Seriously, yeah. <laughs> she's so amazing. Yeah. Yep. And so what's amazing about her is her story of um, her 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 C diff diagnosis, her cancer diagnosis, all the stuff she went through. I mean, she by all accounts statistically should be dead. And yeah. instead, she's like having this heyday of a career right now. And it's awesome. I think it's great. She's rad. And I hope she just keeps having great success. That's uh, one Mississippi show she's on. Fan yeah, fantastic. Yeah. If you haven't seen that, huh. watch it. I don't know that one. It's very good. She wrote, co-wrote it. It's about her. Well, it's loosely based on what her life was like in Mississippi when she grew up. And it's very good. You should watch it. Uh, well, excellent work there on those. Uh, the soundtrack grade, I give it an OOTBP for one of the best parts. I think it's very good. And also, I really like all the covers. I know people don't yeah. like slowed down versions of things or whatever, but I think that stuff's great. I dug it. Oh, totally. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah. There was a version of... Um, I thought it was cute. 
a version of something that's normally really fast. What was it? And she was saying it super slow. Yeah, there was another Allison Crow one. It was uh, what was I'll that? Pull it up here. I really liked it. Um, and it, it threw me because I was like, "That isn't so a different take on that song." Uh, Bad Moon Rising. Oh, sorry, Tay, Gil- Tay Gilmore is Bad Moon Rising. Yeah, that was <laughs> so good, real good. All right, alternate title time, everyone. Just hand it to me. Fresh from the back of the room, Drax Machina. (laughs) (laughs) Or Oceans of Blood 12. Fantastic. All right, moving on. Uh, Emails. One of, uh, we got a million, we got a million of these emails. Are we going to do our uh, Twitter posts? Oh, shit. Did I skip those? Yeah. Oh, I'm the worst. Uh, Let's go back to those. Twitter posts, everybody. Because mine is a lot like your alternate title, damn it. Oh, whoops. (laughs) Shoot. Well, the order's bad. Okay, let's go back to that. The Twitter post. You guys sum it up in 280 characters or less. It's like I've never done this before. Let's start with Randy. Army of the Dead. Zombies are having sex and reproducing by the pool, and they're so loud. Just like a Saturday night at (laughs) Ibitza. Kind of felt like we knew that was coming. Brian Dunaway. Army of the Dead. A feel-good movie about a 4th of July weekend family outing in Vegas where a father and his estranged daughter are able to reconnect during a zombie outbreak. Oh, and there's a one-eyed zombie tiger named Valentine. It's mostly the latter. Hashtag family. (laughs) Nice. That's very sweet. Also, Brian Ibbett. Army of the Dead. Ocean's 11 degree body temperature. Oh, see? You was close. (laughs) It's not the meat, it's the heat. I didn't mean to usurp you. (laughs) The heat. Mm -hmm. All right, we got a a million billion of these emails uh, from everybody all over the place, Twitter DMs, everybody and their dog sent in similar messages to the one I'm about to read you, okay? So we'll read this one. This is from our Aussie friend, Braden from Western Australia. G'day, Scott, Brian, Brian, and Brian. G'day. I don't know why I said three Brians. Oh, there's... (laughs) There's no Randy. Yeah, Randy, you're in there somehow. Um, in reference to your most recent uh, recent sacking of the Predator, actually, it's just Predator, right? No, right? No, the Predator. The Predator. Now you're getting you know, confused. Right. No, the uh, new one is the Predator. Right. We watched. Right. We watched Predator. 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 Uh, wait. Yes. No, the old one is the Predator. No. 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 The old okay. one is just plain Predator. It's just Predator right. then. I had always thought the Predator. <laughs> Uh, Sorry. He said, I always thought that the Predator laugh at the end of the film uh, was playback of Billy's laugh from the second uh, JJ joke. Yeah. Right. Just as the Predator torments Mr. Weathers with the voice of Mac right before his arm comes off. So he too tries to torment and confuse Dutch with Billy's laugh as he arms his wrist nuke. Thoughts? Um, True. Okay. Yeah, thank you. Fact. Thank you for, for that. And we can move on with our lives. Yeah, because that's thank all. The, I mean, if I don't know if we've ever had so much feedback about a thing that we were all wrong on. Yeah, none of us. And were, it's amazing because I, oh, I feel see, like I, it's true. Yeah. 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 I mean, I knew that, and I didn't bring it up during the show. But oh, you knew that. Yeah. See, we. I, I, mean, I know because he uses that voice. He uses that voice thing all the time. But it was, but it was still so over the top and stupid right. that yeah, I didn't. Like, yeah. That was that was our, our point. Like when I said it, it sounds like Jack Palance. It did sound like Jack Palance. Like yeah. they they didn't get right what they were going for. Was the point? Well, clearly not because of all the times I've seen it, I always just thought he's laughing, and so yeah. it never worked. For, I, I never understood it. Laughing. And then I even if it. like Ibbett understood it, he still thought it was dumb. <laughs> I still thought it was dumb. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we're still. You know what? We're going to say poorly executed, regardless. That's what we'll say. Yes, exactly. Regardless. Yeah. Yes. All right. 
Next. I, I hate to be that guy saying, oh, I knew it. I totally knew that, but I, I did know that. <laughs> it's all right. We just endured uh, machine gun style emails all week. It's fine. Right. It's not a problem. You're morons. <laughs> uh, You're all Our next film next week will be, I'm so excited about this, Reign of Fire. Now, if I'm inc- not incorrect, it's 2003. Reign of Fire? Reign of Fire. Um, I'm trying to remember if I'm right about the date. Hold on. Reign of Fire. I, I, 1998. I, 2002, I was off by a year. I thought it was all oh. three. Uh, Rain of Fire, 2002, you got your Christian Bale. You got your uh, your uh, uh, Matthew McConaughey uh, in there. You got your dragon. Uh, yeah. You got your McConaughey. You got your Dr. Uh, Bashir from DS9 uh, and Alexander Siddig in there. Uh, Ted De- Ned Dennehy, the brother of Brian Dennehy. Actually, so not Ted true. Danson? Alice Krieg, uh, the, the Borg Queen. So we already got a here's, Star Trek connection. Here's the thing. When we started Film Sack and we made like the early list, here's some movies we want to see. That first long list of like 50 movies, Reign of Fire was pretty prominent in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it just sort of fell away because it, it's never streaming. Yeah. And uh, like, I, it just takes me back. Like, this is going to be so different than it would have been in 2011 if we'd sacked it then. Right. Like, I don't remember anything about this movie anymore. I love it. I just know the dragons were cool and. I lo- I'm just a, I'm a giant fan. Even though the director is super hit and miss, the very next movie after Reign of Fire was that Electra movie, and that was terrible, terrible. But he did some great know. stuff with that. I disagree with you on that. I'm gonna say I don't know if it was terrible. Oh, it's was terrible. Right. It's terrible. Okay, right. You guys, Electra. Hold on, let me make sure I'm on the right planet. <laughs> Brian Ibbett, stand with me in it's solidarity. Horrible. It is horrible. It's horrible. Yeah. It, it was. Uh, it was. Uh, it made the bad Daredevil Ben Affleck movie worse. Yeah. Having, having electric it come did not. That. It, it did. made it better. It's, yeah, I actually also liked that one. I, I was in a yeah. I was in a time in my life when I liked all these things. I liked yeah. the. I was okay with the Daredevil one. I really disliked Electra. That was really horrendous. God. horrendous. Most people agree that the Daredevil was worse. Oh course, no! I because what can I, I say? I've got no. I've got no taste anyway because I think the Ben Affleck old Batman is actually pretty good. I like it. I like it. He annoyed me in Justice people, League. People, disagree. yeah. I think we need. I think we need a uh, an audience uh, uh, straw poll. Which <laughs> which was worse, Ben Affleck's Daredevil or Elektra? Yeah. What's think, in your wallet? Yeah. What's in your but wallet? I, but I think that's unfair because a lot of people didn't see the Elektra movie because they'd seen the Daredevil. Yeah. Thing right. First. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And it's poop. It's just pure poop. <laughs> it took anyway, well, I guess on the floor. I guess it's like, you're I don't supporting. Wait, wait, you're not supporting my theory. You're just saying that it was so right. bad it scared people off. Yeah. yeah exactly. I, I see what you're yeah. Right. The bottom line and is, we'll watch it for film sake at some point. Is what we're saying. We'll yes. Yeah. I, I really don't like polling the audience about these things either <laughs> because, like, I, I think it, like what really put that you to know bed you're gonna lose. <laughs> no, what really put it to bed for me was the uh, uh, Captain Marvel movie. Mm. Such a great movie. Let's so many assholes out there in the audience being like, mm, mm. I don't like it. Oh, we know yeah. why you didn't like it. I didn't why see you, it. Why you I really it. need to why see it. Like it. I'll why finally like watch it. that thing this year, I think. That'll be the year I watch. Well, you really like should. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know if people didn't like it. Who didn't like it? A lot of people. But they're yeah, a lot dicks. of people who didn't like uh, uh, what's her face's uh, uh, comments during junkets press junkets and stuff i'm yeah. so Larson, glad i don't read larson's stuff. press junkets <laughs> i'm with you dunaway that's <laughs> one i avoided and i don't care they can all go pound yeah, sand. avoid yes. all that crap yeah go pound sand i'm gonna watch a movie Look, here here's 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 a here's a here's a news flash actors are people with opinions and yeah. some of them suck 
<laughs> yeah. 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 But I mean, he kind of, I mean, we kind of contradicted what? what we said earlier about actors should just stick to acting and not. Right. That's and what I'm saying. Saying that. I think actors, I think actors can say whatever they want to. They well, just need someone. They need to know. Right. Yeah. No, they here's what needs to, to happen. No, from here, here's what needs stuff. to happen. They can do whatever the hell they want. I, I'm, right. I'm, it's on me. Does it matter to me or doesn't it? That's it. Right. And, 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 right. and then collectively to all the viewers, watchers, consumers, does it matter to you? And if it does work, you know, walk with your wallet. If it doesn't, then watch your movie and don't care about what they did. Like if you want to go your you wallet wanna, on a leash and walk away, you want to do a Kevin Spacey, like a Kevin Spacey film festival one weekend, go for it. Have at it. Have oh, a ball. Kevin Spacey's back in a movie. How did yeah. this work? I didn't want to know. So I stopped reading the article. He's playing a guy who's going after a child molester yeah. or something. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I don't he's want some, to know. He's Brian some, Dunaway he's... takes ignorance as bliss. The guy, <laughs> <laughs> like, oh God, I don't want to know my, yeah, it's right. Yeah. It's some indie movie where he goes after like sex crime people. Which, no, really? Uh, oh my gosh. Really funny to me. I don't know why that's funny. Well, I know why it's funny. It is. It's ironic. Yeah, it's, it's ironic. It's the, the man who ironic. drew God. And it's, uh, yeah. The man who drew yeah. God. Yes. The man who drew God. Okay. That sounds, Look, I'm not, this is how I generally feel about things. When I see super rich people having <laughs> discussions, I'm like, if I ever sat down at a dinner table, with one of these people, and had a discussion. Yeah. There's no way we'd be able to be on the same page. I mean, we just live two <laughs> just totally different, different world, realities yeah. of life. Yeah. Yeah. You're not wrong. And it changes. It skews who you are and how you think. And yeah, some sure. you agree with some, you don't the bigger, the bigger bottom line for me is, is rain of fire any good or not? And we'll find out next week. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes, we will. Yeah. So excited. And I think it'll be great. Filmsack.com in the meantime is our website. So if you'd like to go over there and just get all the archives or do whatever, contact us, find all the details. It's there. Filmsack.com. Filmsack at gmail.com is our email address. Keep those emails coming. You guys are awesome. But, you know, stop talking about that one we talked about this week, please. <laughs> stop bringing up that. Yeah, <laughs> then we're, not, we're done with that one. Uh, on Twitter, we're at Filmsack. And, of course, if you find the show wherever you get your podcast, whatever directory you're uh, inclined to, leave us reviews wherever they are because it helps us get noticed and uh, discovered by people who don't know about one of the longest-running film shows in the history of the medium. So go check it out. All right, that's going to do it for me, for Brian, for Brian, and for Randy. How about tofu? Well, ugh. oh yeah, tofu. You can make anything out of tofu. We'll see you next time. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.